Live from the Illinois State Fair, it's the Council Roundup. And I was just looking at the calendar, and I gotta say, uh, why didn't the Council reschedule last night's meeting to next week? Because there's five Tuesdays in the week, in, in the month of August. And when there's five Tuesdays in a month, they only hold four Council meetings. They decided to have the Council meeting during the Illinois State Fair. Uh... <laughs> Either way, two-hour, 45-minute meeting. I listened to it all this morning, and we bring it to you now, live from the Illinois State Fair. Thanks for taking time with us each and every Wednesday morning as we bring you the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Head West Subs, their location downtown, now open for lunch. So a lot to get you at last night's meeting. Uh, we'll talk everything from barnyard animals to CWLP to uh, even statues that uh, a familiar voice to these areas waves is looking to um, ultimately remove from city property so <laughs> touch base on that issue coming up uh, but uh, last night took some time to recognize somebody who's worked with the city for years uh, and uh, mayor Jim Langfelder giving that recognition uh, during last night's Springfield City Council meeting proclamation to present to uh, Jim Mall um, who's with Hanson engineers and it's hard to believe that he's already put in 45 years and we'd like wow. Come forward for a presentation. Wow, that's a that's a long career. So uh, Jim, getting uh, some recognition uh, working with Hanson Professionals and the City of Springfield uh, on all kinds of projects. Uh, and here's some of what uh, the uh, the mayor's highlighting as uh, the, the the Jim's been worked on uh, throughout the years in his career. And whereas even though we could not get Jim to stay until 2025 for the completion of the rail. <laughs> We are grateful for the time he has given to get to us to this point. We also thank his wife, Nancy, and sons, David and Brian, for allowing us to have his time as well. And I'm sure uh, having to put up with long hours, uh, which uh, is something I, I would imagine definitely happens whenever you're engineering such large projects like that. Uh, but Jim, he got up there to share some of his thoughts, uh, reflecting on his career and the incredible work that he's had, but uh, also re reflecting on the people who've helped him during his time uh, working on various projects. It's really such a good project, and it's been a lot of fun to be involved in. But most of all, I'd like to mention one person Nate Bottom, I have worked with public works directors and city engineers in Springfield and all over the state for 40 years now, and there are none better than what Nate is in terms of technical ability, his ability to communicate with people, and his ability and willingness to make decisions. We have a real treasure in Nate here. I don't know if he's here. No, yeah, there he is. Hi, Nate. He's as good as he gets. So thank you very much. Hey, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you've got uh, uh, that that recognition not just for uh, Jim from Han Henson uh, Professionals, but also uh, he's recognizing Nate Bottom. Uh, and I've I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Nate Bottom, the public works director for the city of Springfield. Um, so also last night uh, they had zoning. Uh, zoning took up a good chunk of last night's meeting, about forty five minutes or so. Uh, and uh, typically they do that uh, once a month, and they deal with a whole bunch of issues. One issue that came up last night, we're not necessarily going to unpack. Packet, but it deals with how uh, uh, some community members are looking to facilitate uh, veterans in the community uh, to get them housing and whatnot. Uh, so a lot of different zoning issues tackled there. Uh, zoning is one of those things where if it's in your neighbor, if it's in your neighborhood, you you care greatly about it. Uh, let me uh, stop that there. Uh, but yeah, zoning is one of those things where if it's in your backyard, you care greatly about it. Uh, but sometimes there are the issues that come up that affect the entire city, uh, and we definitely want to uh, highlight those when they come up. 
Uh, meanwhile, moving on into the meeting last night, still a ton to get to. Uh, we're going to hear now how much money the city has on hand. Uh, and a lot of this money is federal relief dollars that taxpayers are sending Illinois and cities across the state. Here's uh, Treasurer Misty Busher with the latest report. July had a beginning balance of $38,670,852. We took in total receipts of $11,843,529. We had total disbursements of $8,489,324, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance of $42,025,057. And Mayor Langfelder, uh, please note that that balance of $42,025,057 includes the $16,902,000 of ARPA money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it is a lot of money. Where's my uh, Where's my cash register sound effect? I need to get uh, I need to get one of those sound effect machines. It's got everything loaded. You know, the cash register, the horn, the bell, uh, the 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 rooster, which will actually make an appearance a little bit later on. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible how much money the city has on hand. But a lot of that, sixteen plus million dollars of that is federal tax money and COVID relief. And how that's going to be spent has yet to be determined, and that really is the case across the state, uh, even in state governments. Uh, they've got $8 billion they're sitting on, uh, still waiting for uh, decisions to be made on how that's spent. Uh, moving on last night, though, an ordinance that uh, took a lot of attention, uh, and it deals with uh, money going out to help those experiencing homelessness. Supplemental appropriation in the amount of $1,200,903.18 to provide funds to assist in the Salvation Army in operating a safety net shelter for the next 24 months with a grant agreement of 50% and a CDBG subrecipient agreement for 50% of the requested appropriation. So we've heard about this before. It uh, has a little bit of a modification to it and a, uh, a measure that's uh, going to be amended. Here is the Corporation Council Jim Zirkel laying out how this measure is going to change slightly. This amendment reflects uh, the changes that generally were discussed at the committee of the whole meeting, which reduces the agreement or the period of performance from 24 months down to 12 months. It reduces the uh, spending amount from 1.2 approximately million dollars to 477,934.64. That includes both the proposed operation for the 12-month period of 402,000 plus 75,000 for utilities. And attached to that is the revised appendix, which is the uh, is what I believe was primarily discussed at the committee of the whole meeting. This reflects changes that have been discussed over the last two or three days, and it's my understanding, at least, that all uh, uh, parties or all participants, the uh, Continuum and Salvation Army and City and so on, are all in agreement. Uh, with the uh, kind of operating plans and the timing and so on. So tweaking the numbers, tweaking the timing, uh, but all parties seem to be on board with the latest changes. Um, Let's hear from Mayor Jim Langfelder, some of the things that he lays out in this proposal and how he wants to see this move forward. Can report on that because what they're trying to do is link up or integrate the operations similar to what Helping Hands does. And so it just wouldn't be a reporting process for Salvation Army, but it'd be a reporting process for all the agencies of available beds, what's taken up, and uh, so we really can get a true count of what's uh, out there, what's being occupied, and what the gap of services are. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Alder people, also citizens addressing the council, including Teresa Haley from the NAACP. That's coming up here about this ordinance, giving money to help those experiencing homelessness with wraparound services and overnight services. So that's on the way here with the WMAY morning news feed. And the council roundup live from the Illinois State Fairgrounds. I'm Greg Bishop. Back with the Council Roundup, live from the Illinois State Fair. I'm Greg Bishop. Each and every Wednesday, there's a council meeting the night before we bring you the highlights. No Council Roundup next week. They're off next week. Instead of taking State Fair week off, they decided to take the week after the State Fair off. I'll have to send a memo to somebody who schedules those meetings. Uh, maybe next year, uh, take the State Fair week off. Just, just a suggestion. Uh, but last night, they uh, they tackled uh, an issue they've been talking about for weeks now, and that's how to use some taxpayer resources to help those experiencing homelessness and uh, building a, a coalition of sorts uh, that can help deal with these things by providing a variety of different types of services, including overnight, 24-hour types of housing. Uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of different organizations going to be part of all of this. And one question that uh, Alderwoman Erin uh, Conley had was, how is this all going to be reported? Who are we to hold responsible and accountable for how these dollars are used? $1,000 is a lot of money. And we have run this, we've run these shelters that with different amounts of money. Um, I'm asking that we get a report back from Salvation Army on, on how they're spending these dollars. And... Let us know who they're helping and how they're impacting them. And the mayor responding to some of those questions. Million dollars is for 24/7 care. So, with regards to reports going forward or the past reports, you have to meet HUD qualifications. We have a subrecipient agreement, so uh, you know the proof is in the pudding. We'll get you the daily counts. Last year, we put calls out last year when they were stressed and nobody answered the call. So. Uh, I think we'll be heading into the same direction. So that's what we worked out with the continuum of care. We appreciate Josh Sable and working with the Salvation Army and the agencies. But it's a group effort, and it's clear to that. And it's just not the Heartland continuum of care and the Salvation Army, City of Springfield's part of that. Healthcare community has to be part of that. So a lot more uh, uh, different types of organizations, all part of the uh, solutions here. Uh, and tax dollars are going to be used to help fund some of those operations. Here's more from the mayor. And I'm sure all the council members' concern is uh, making sure nobody falls through the cracks because that's a great concern and that's the challenge for all of us. You know, I've heard a lot about Salvation Army last year, but they were open door. They took whoever needed assistance, they housed whoever needed it. And, uh, you know, so that's the direction we're changing a little bit because it, there are going to be parameters in place to, you know, work more in sync with the continuum of care. But the bottom line is the wraparound services. So getting those services in front of those who need them and being able to identify who needs those services, that's going to be a, a tall order. Uh, some people don't want services. How do you get them those services? So they've got their hands full. There's no question about it. Josh Sabo with the Continuum of Care last night addressing some of the concerns that were raised. I think that we would need to hear from Salvation Army just in terms of what their what their case management is going to offer, but they likely would be able to give you a count of you know number of IDs or, or those types of services that are provided. Um, but we would need to hear from them on that. Thank you. That's that's really what I was asking for. It's it's a lot of money, and I want to make sure that um, that we see the impact on on the clients who 
the residents who need this the most. That's that's all I'm asking. So, Alderwoman Connolly having those questions, but Roy Williams Jr. and Alderman, he also has his share of questions. The data for like mental health and substance abuse and uh, utilizing the beds in whatever kind of weather, those types of. Right. Any, yeah, any person who's coming to whatever they're dealing with as they come to access those beds would be a part of those counts. Even more questions from Alderman Williams. Salvation Army, we're saying consort, either we're working together and it's the consortium or, sure. or it's not. Yeah. You know, and then all the women can't say, well, the Salvation Army. I, I thought we was past that and this sure. was all through you and this new plan and, and you all are working together, are you not? Well, we are a group of organizations, but I have no authority over what Salvation Army does or how they do their accounting or, or what reports their accountants can, can do. That's, that's outside of what I can accomplish from my role. But even more questions from Alderman Williams. I was told the experts. So we want to hold the experts accountable. And to hold them accountable, we have to ask these types of questions and try to figure out who to ask them to. So I think we still need to get some clarity on the Salvation Army Consortium and and make this all one if we can so we can hold somebody, whether it's through reports or whatever, uh, you provide the consul. Because my biggest fear is the citizens come back and say, you spent all that money and there's still a tent city. Absolutely. And it will be a big uh, criticism. Um, I mean, I think that's a criticism some people still have on previous dollars that have been used or uh, different efforts that have been put forward to try to deal with these issues. Uh, so what are the outcomes ultimately going to be and who to hold responsible and accountable for those outcomes? I think those are uh, uh, some of the key themes from questions being asked last night at the Springfield City Council by Alderman. Uh, Josh Sabo from Continuum of Care uh, talking more about some of the issues. Bed off the streets. That's what these dollars are for. As a community, we have to use these home ARP funny monies. We have to use whatever act, whatever we can to help build up capacity and build up the ability to actually support people in housing alongside of this. Or, to your point, we will be in the exact same spot if all we do is offer emergency shelter. Yeah, uh, and here's the mayor kind of wrapping up some of uh, the comments before we hear from citizens addressing the council. Here to provide the financial support because if we cannot figure this out in the next two years, might as well mail it in. I mean, we, what's our cash balance, uh, uh, Treasurer Busher? $42 million. Cha-ching. Takes. We should figure it out. It's a lot of money, um, uh, but uh, 400000 or even $1.2 million, is that what's going to be uh, uh, covering uh, the, the, the services that are needed to help those experiencing homeless? Uh, and it still doesn't address the issues of uh, substance abuse, mental health abuse, uh, mental health problems, or uh, those who just don't want to get help and like living on the street. And believe it or not, there are those people. Uh, who that's their choice. Uh, it is the WNAY morning news feed. We'll hear from citizens addressing the council. We'll get the final outcome of the vote there, plus CWLP, still looking for $200,000 to open up one of their units. Uh, and we'll hear about uh, uh, some some um, barnyard animals uh, discussion and uh, an interesting proposal about a statue. So still plenty to go at the council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs.
Back live from the Illinois State Fair. It is the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. If there's a council meeting on a Tuesday night, we bring you the Council Roundup Wednesday morning to keep you uh, updated on what's going on at the uh, Springfield City Council. The council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. So they were uh, talking about uh, an ordinance to uh, get some tax dollars and tax resources for uh, the uh, uh, homeless situation, finding services, finding housing, finding the different things that people need uh, to help address the homeless situation in downtown Springfield. So we heard from Alderman. We heard from the mayor. Uh, we heard from uh, Josh Sabo with the uh, continuum of care. Now let's hear from some citizens addressing the council last night. My name is Michael Moore. And Michael, uh, part of a neighborhood association, uh, says that uh, they really haven't been included much in these conversations. We are able to continue our silence. Our homeowners matter just like the downtown business matters. This problem needs to be shared with the other side of Springfield. And he uh, then gives the mic to uh, one of his colleagues. The Pioneer Park Neighborhood Association. So, Angela with the Neighborhood Association there uh, raising a, a variety of concerns. That this particular structure will be demolished. And if I understood by the amendment made tonight, which I don't have copy of, I wasn't informed of it, but by verbal conversation last week by Josh Sable and seeing that the mayor is in agreement with this amendment to his ordinance that this particular structure will be demolished in 12 months. Mayor Jim Langfelder uh, seeming to, to correct what uh, his assumption was of that agreement. It would be transitional for two years, not one year. The one-year amendment came from uh, others, but uh, what we want is that ability in case we need to. Uh, that's what it would be used for in answer to Mr. Moore's uh, question, why here? Because it was used for adult rehab facility previously. But Alderman jumping back in with some of their concerns. Here's Alderman Williams. Now, I've talked to folks at Madison Park Place, Pioneer Park, Matthew Wells. You know, all the organizations over there that are, are not in at the table. For whatever reason, they're not at the table and they should be. Alderman Sean Gregory also chiming in. Where this vote lies tonight, um, the condition, um, you know, uh, people staying in this building, um, it, 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 we we have to do so much better, and that's that's on the city side, and 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 you know for the for the constituents of Pioneer Park and uh, um, Madison Park Place who who have uh, some issues of their own they're dealing with, you know, in their own area. So a lot of uh, constituents reaching out to aldermen uh, about their concerns of where some of these services will be uh, set up, uh, and uh, they don't necessarily want it in their backyard. Uh, the NAACP, Teresa Haley, sounded off as well last night about that particular issue, about how this needs to be more equitable across the city instead of just being on the east side. He is opposed to any type of homeless shelter on 11th Street. The NAACP purchased a building just over a year ago, and we are trying to clean up 11th Street. This past weekend was the 113th commemoration of the 1908 race riots. Alderman Gregory, myself, and others, we did a bike ride. And as soon as we got to our marker 
on the east side, right across the street from the Salvation Army. People couldn't even focus on what we were doing at the race riot marker. They were looking across the street on what was happening with Tent City. It's embarrassing, it's shameful, and we need to do something about it to clean it up. And uh, other issues raised as well, uh, and the uh, concerns heard, uh, but they ended up voting last night, and the outcome of that vote... Amendment passes nine voting yes, none voting no, one voting present. So now it's going to be an effort of trying to follow up with the dollars, how they're being spent, what kind of reporting, uh, who's accountable. Uh, and uh, we'll, of course, keep an eye on that and talk with uh, various aldermen and various neighborhood groups uh, to get their take on how this is being uh, dealt with. So uh, that's going to be an ongoing conversation. More from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. CWLP, you've got a power plant out there that's uh, fairly new and some that are fairly old. The one that's fairly old hasn't been working for several weeks and they need some money to be able to open it up to see what's wrong with it. And that was an ordinance brought up again last night after it failed on emergency passage not too long ago. 33 for vibration issue for an amount not to exceed $195,000 for the Office of Public Utilities. So nearly $200,000 just to open it up to see what other costs may be associated with trying to get that unit back up and running. We talked with Alderman Joe McMiniman yesterday about this, and uh, he kind of shared some of his thoughts last night as well as to what he wants to see happen with this unit. It's dragging our feet, I think, on this, and I think we need to move into the future, get behind the older cold units and um, and focus on the future on uh, keeping unit four operationally sound and uh, deciding on the long-term contracts to purchase off the market so he says we just need to cut bait and get out of uh, this particular unit. It's too costly, uh, it's too old, and it's already been down for months on end previously, not making any money. But Alderman Hanauer, he supports forward with opening it up. I'm in favor of cracking this open to see what's wrong. If, if it's something we can, we can repair fairly reasonable, especially with the price of, of power right now, um, you know, we might be able to get some money back. Doug Brown, the utility, uh, laying out some of the uh, the questions and trying to answer those questions from Alderman. Summer, we're going to be fine without 33, of course. Um, so, and by next summer, we'll have you know everything installed. So that's not really going to be an issue. What about winter? But our load is not as high though in the winter as it is in the summer. But Alderman Fulgenzi noting that uh, this isn't going to be covered by insurance. This unit, it's only going to be covered by the ratepayers and by the whatever corporate fund dollars the city's willing to uh, to, to cross over here. Uh, so, uh, what are the what are the really uh, substantial questions, Alderman Fulgenzi? GE's not going to pay. For, I mean, our insurance is not going to pay for it. It's, it's all, not, all on it's, us. It's, yeah, it's all on us because Unit Three. It's not that we choose not to insure it. It cannot be insured. There is no insurance companies that will insure those older units. Alderman Williams having questions as well. When you estimate being back online and how much would you make before their mandated close date? Well, it's almost impossible to tell you how much we're going to make for sure because the market fluctuates too much. But he says that there could be recoupment of costs after a certain amount of time. What I can tell you is that if we spend a million dollars to fix the unit, it's going to be roughly probably about uh, a month 
maybe a month and a half if the prices are in the mid-30s. To make that money back that we've spent on the unit. But again, Alderman McMiniman chiming in one last time here, uh, making an interesting analogy. I think we're, we're really fooling ourselves. This is a junk car that hasn't worked for two months. Uh, two years ago, it didn't work for you know six months while we sent major parts down to Texas. And said, again, it's a junk car. But others saying, hey, sometimes junk cars need a little bit of love, and then they last a lot longer. Uh, so ultimately, what was the outcome of the vote last night? The ordinance passes, seven voting yes, three voting no. So it's uh, going to move forward. They're going to open that thing up and take a look, and likely we'll hear a lot more about this in the future. Last night also, uh, Alderwoman DeCenso shared just a horrifying story of one of her constituents. Uh, and uh, She was crossing the street, and a, a car came out of nowhere and uh, uh, hit her dog, killing the dog, dragging her down the street, and uh, just a horrifying story. So uh, Alderwoman uh, DeCenso sharing those, uh, those details, asking for more focus on uh, these types of issues. And others chiming in as well, talking about how there needs to be some trees to be cleared to allow for more visibility on roads. So that uh, took up some time last night as well. Uh, but then you get into an issue that Alderman uh, Donlin, who just got a brand new microphone, by the way, so we can actually hear him now. And he's talking about noise. Is related front. Um, I've been hesitant to bring this up because I didn't know how this council would react. But Well, let's see how the council reacts. What's the issue, Alderman Donlin? You here have had problems with roosters. Roosters? A few roosters. 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 Cockatoodle do. I have another. It came up just this past week <laughs> that had this issue. She sent me a recording. I'm not going to play it. I, I thought about it, but I'm not going to play it. But And it was, it's very loud, and the police department goes out. Oh. Dog. They. <laughs> the problem as it's occurring uh, excuse me officer i've got a rooster that's uh keeping me up uh it's waking me up way too early with that sunrise i sleep in until at least 11 i can't have that rooster cockadoodle doing 4 30 in the morning uh more from alderman donnellan illinois our size have ordinances and rules and regs that regulate barnyard <laughs> Or turkeys. Or turkeys. 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 Or I have turkeys. Who's got turkeys? There's a, like three or four of them in a backyard. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll tell you, we've talked about this before. Backyard chickens, pretty popular. Uh, and a lot of uh, municipalities across the states, uh, they don't have ordinances in place. There are some that do prohibit backyard chickens, but uh, it's one of those deals where, you know, uh, I think uh, Corporation Council Zirkle uh, kind of laid it out the best. We'll hear from him in a moment, but more from Alderman Hanauer. Right now, we do not have a barnyard-type ordinance. You can have goats and whatever but that problem. there's not and there's not really anything that we could do um do you want to go through the list of permitted animals <laughs> and you're, it, it's it's funny but it isn't funny I, you're, well i don't know I, I think it's still funny if I, I listen i get up way too early in the morning to be worried about uh, roosters waking me up uh but uh, corporation council zirkle answering some of the questions as to what what exactly is the the policy the restrictions are tied to uh, commercial type activities of course of course 
naturally, somebody uh, lined up that uh, that sound box and uh, had some sound effects ready to go. So hearing that uh, that rooster cockle-doodle do, that's always good. Uh, commercial type activities. God. <laughs> Ridiculous. Read All right, I need to hire whoever that was to come and uh, you know press the the sound effects buttons over here on my end. All right, uh, one last thing we're going to get to here for the council roundup again. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Tom Schaefer, you hear his voice on the air all the time. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily equate him with somebody who wants to remove statues from public places, but he wants to remove a statue from a public place. Rise for a rather unusual request. On the other side of Lincoln Lending Library is a statue. It's a statue Lincoln. Can I pass around the picture, Mayor? Sure. And he passes around the picture and says it's horrifying. Of 76, they dedicated the statue. There were 50 people present at that dedication. It's, it's the south entrance of Lincoln Library, right in the middle of the south door. That's the statue. When the drape was pulled off the statue, there was an audible gas. Good. Assembled. And he says he wants to remove it from the uh, city grounds and put it in the hands of uh, local artists. Put it to speak with a wonderful art educated woman named Betsy Dollar at the Springfield Art Association. She'd love to have this statue. Just like it was given to us, we'd like the city of Springfield to give it to her. And final words from Tom Schaefer. I'm certainly not an art critic. Nope. Russell, of this statue is inappropriate for 45 years. In fact, the people that were assembled when it was unveiled believed it was inappropriate. Wow. I uh, never thought Tom Schaefer would be a guy calling for a statue to be removed. That's your council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.